Atención, cada uno. Este es una emisión de emergencia. El ruido desagradable usted está a punto de oír la llegada de su radio no es un error. Por favor, no apaje su radio, pero levante el volumen en su receptor tan alto como esto puede ir, de modo que usted pueda hacer el sonido que transmitimos tan fuerte como posible. Welcome to episode 82 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and hey, it's Cinco de Mayo, so I hope you enjoyed that um, uh, altered intro to the show. And uh, what better way to start the brand new month and uh, amateur night for for many people everywhere <laughs> drinking than uh, introducing some people who have never been on the show before, some Godzilla fans local to the to the Portland area. And uh, we are all drinking beer together. Cheers. Cheers. To Sean and Julian. Hello, guys. Hello, Woo! hello. Thank you. And uh, we are going to basically, this is their intro. This is their this is their big debut on the show. And uh, I've been wanting to have them over for Daikaiju discussions and to hang out and do stuff. And, uh, you know, the rule is you can't be on the Daikaiju discussion if you are not on an episode. So... Welcome to the Kaiju Cast, you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So we are going to be playing a couple of tracks here that you guys have chosen, starting with uh, the one that you brought, Sean, uh, which is called The Making of Ultraman. Yeah, it's. Um, I used to a long, well, not really that long, but I've been a club DJ in town since like the late 90s. And for the mid-2000s, we were doing a bunch of nights with just a bunch of like crazy electro dance party music. And uh, this band, Japanese Telecom, was one of the ones that I just had laying around. And I was like, holy shoot. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm putting on my filter already. Good job, good job. Um, they, they have a song that's dedicated to Ultraman, so I figured I'd bring it in. Right on. Well, this is uh, The Making of Ultraman, and then we're going to finish up with some more music. Music. 
Right on. So we started things off with uh, the making of Ultraman from Japanese Telecom. Then we moved into a song that Julian picked, which was Gamera from the Moons, <laughs> uh, which actually I didn't have in my collection before last night. So now I have it, and that um, was that was good. For shame. <laughs> sounded so much like the Batman theme. It's good stuff. Uh, and then because that was a surf tune and because I've just have been digging surf music lately. I just decided to play uh, Flight of Garuda from Daikaiju. Uh, and we were just talking about surf bands and the light coming to town and so forth. But let's uh, let's introduce our, our, our guests here, our, our uh, soon-to-be regulars, I hope. Uh, uh, Julian, Sean, who wants to go first, man? Let's Julian, have, go. I've been talking Julian, <laughs> right on. So, Julian, you you moved here recently. Uh, well, not recently, but you've been around for a while in Portland. But I just met you recently. You are the manager at the Things from Another World. Yeah, I work at Things from Another World. Like, we need another uh, <laughs> another link to that store. But uh, yeah, you. So you're a big time Godzilla fan. That you used to work at Atomic Comics in Arizona. Yep, for 16 years. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Tell tell the listeners who you are. Well, uh, I actually got in to uh japanese monster movies were about five in the late 70s and just it hooked me i was hooked ever since yeah up here a few years ago and I'm, i really love this town it's totally geek friendly oh man it's a mecca when uh <laughs> brian and rachel who are on the show they moved here from colorado and they were they've they've been very pleasantly surprised by the by the geek mecca that is portland so yeah they've got everything yeah it's amazing it's yeah. really amazing how is uh how is well you've been here since when uh, I moved here in November 2010, so it'll be three years in November. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's nice. Always, so you've got the full flavor of Portland down at this yeah. point. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. no newbie. That's cool. So, several years of conventions and then comic nerds coming into the stores. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. For sure. How how do you like uh, working? Because you've been working at TFAW for just a little while, right? Uh, Since August. Since August. Yeah, yeah. right after my birthday, uh, they gave me the job. So that I was, was like, like that was wow. Like right after they moved down to the new spot, right? Yeah, it was a totally. new spot. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, it's I, a great shop. Josh and I run it together, and we have a good time, and- Hopefully, uh, people have a good time when they come visit us. No, it's a. I used to go to the one on Sandy all the time because it's right across the street from the Hollywood Theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I loved that store, but the the new sh location that you guys have is fantastic. I always and, wanted to check it out, but I could never find a place to park. You know, coming yeah, from Phoenix, where everything's totally. a grid, and I was like, where am I? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> if you don't if you don't take the max of the bus, you just kind of screwed until yeah yeah until you drive you around for forty minutes and then park uh -huh. in yeah. McDonald's parking lot around the corner. So, what was your introduction to to kaiju films or or even just television stuff? If um, you if that was your first introduction, there was a local a couple local channels, Channel Five and Fifteen back in Phoenix. That um, on Saturdays they would have um, Channel Five would have at ten thirty World Beyond. They always showed Japanese monster movies, and on Channel Fifteen they had Monster Theater where you got all your you know Universal monsters, and then they would show Gamera and other things like that. Yeah, yeah. Here I keep hearing stories about these kind of things. Still very jealous that they didn't have that where I was growing up. Or at least they didn't. I didn't know about it when I was growing up. But that's awesome. Oh so, yeah. So Phoenix was a was a nice uh, had a nice channel set up for, for you guys watching stuff. Oh yeah, we would all you know after we'd watch the like first time uh, uh, everyone in the apartment complex we lived in we saw King Kong versus Godzilla and everyone was outside nice. talking Sweet. about it. That's cool. <laughs> Here's all oh, these man. kids outside of news like, you know, technically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all seven years old. And Who it was like the late seventies. Who yeah, won was, that fight? Yeah. Yeah. And at the time everyone thought it was the uh, King Kong one because of the uh, famous monsters article. 
Oh, right. I remember yeah. reading that, yeah. I still get people asking me every once in a while, yeah. like, isn't there a Japanese version where Godzilla wins? And I'm like, no. There is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is not. Uh, did you get to see the... Uh, did you get to see the 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 King Kong versus Godzilla screening last year at the Hollywood Theater? No, I didn't even know about it till just now. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, get to, I didn't get to go either. Was, I was. was so I wanted to go so bad. It was just one of those nights where the stars did not align in my favor. Yeah, it was completely nerve wracking for me because I got up and talked uh, in front of the crowd beforehand, and um, <laughs> I was like all into it before the, it happened. And then like Dan gets on stage and he has a microphone, and I don't know how long it's been since I actually had been to the theater, but I don't remember there being a microphone. And I was just like, wow, I feel like a stand-up comedian here and I don't <laughs> have any material prepared. <laughs> like, And then I, it was packed. It was a completely packed house. So I've got fingers crossed for future uh, kaiju screenings in town. He's, he's got such a wide variety and he's awesome. He's definitely yeah. going to be down to do more of those. Yeah, Dan... Yeah, I've known Dan since the film festival I threw in 2004. So that's a hopefully let's just say hopefully that in the future there is going to be something cool happening in portland that's giant monster related and i can't say anything else about it because it's it's literally in pre-production phases so if anybody steals my idea i will uh i will reach out and and lay the the foot of godzilla on you <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh sean what about you dude you've uh how long you've been in portland i am actually a portland native oh Woo! Ooh, nice one, one of the very many few Wait, hang on a second i think I think you might be, that might be a first for the Kaiju really? cast. Yeah, I think that the, might be. The first native Oregonian? I think so. At least as far as, uh, as far as origin stories go, I think you might be the first one I've heard. Well, unfortunately, I ended up spending years three through nine up in Seattle. Oh, okay. That's not yeah, too bad. But we moved back here like a little pre, um, pre middle school era and, you know, been back ever since. As far as my first introduction into the Kaiju stuff goes, mm-hmm. man, we, uh, we had between here and Seattle, we had a lot of like the, the couple awesome little local TV stations. Like I know around here we still have is KPTV. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day it was channel twelve. Now it's the Fox affiliate. But anyway, they did the same kind of thing on Saturday afternoons. Right. Um they would do either a horror or a monster movie, like a classic one. Um, you know, so we'd see something with Boris Karloff or, you know, Bella Lugosi or somebody. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Or we'd see something with some giant monster in it, and then at four o'clock after that was over, they'd run Star Trek reruns for two hours. Awesome. So it was monster movies, Star Trek, and then they'd run reruns of uh, uh, Hawaii Five-0, which is still one of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> right on. So it was a, so it was a little aging fat nerd kid like sitting in front of TV all day long on Saturday. It was perfect. That's rad. I agree with you. So I what agree. was were great? Yeah. What was your like? Both of you guys. Question up for both of you. What was your first Godzilla movie? Honestly, for me, it was the the original, the the American King, version of, of King, of the, King of the Monsters. Right on, because right. uh, my dad was huge into movies like that. So we would go. We had the unlimited video rental selection, and you know, just like I do with my son these days, every weekend it was a monster or classic horror movie night. Fantastic! Nice. And that was the first one I watched. I was like, wait a minute, that's the guy from Perry Mason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was the original. And then, you know, from there we watched, you know, all as many of them as we could. We watched a yeah. bunch of the Gamera movies and anything with a funky cover that had a giant monster on it, we'd rent. Okay, so I got to ask you, because for me, my first exposure to Gamera was through Mystery Science Theater 3000. So it wasn't until I was in college, but you saw We, we it watched, yeah, a little early earlier. On, yeah, because yeah. uh, the neighborhood that we lived in in Seattle was had a huge Asian population. And so the, any video store you went into right had on. tons yeah, yeah, of yeah. old Asian movies. Cool, cool. 
Julian, you remember your first movie? Terror of Mechagodzilla. Okay. Yeah. Easter Sunday. Nice. <laughs> Easter Sunday. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. I honestly think that my first actual Godzilla movie was Godzilla 1985. I know I've talked about it on the podcast probably a million times. Yeah, that was a fun one, though. That, that yeah. is fun. I wish they would put it out on DVD. They should. Someday they should, especially with the 60th anniversary and the new Legendary Pictures movie coming up. You would expect something to happen there. Uh, but you know, that's all licensing, annoying, annoying licensing. Uh, but I mean, for you guys, did you like, did you grow up and from like, as soon as you saw those movies, you were just into them or did you like, were you into them? And then you were like, a lot of people got into girls and then like came back into the fold at one point, or did you just like from start to finish, you've been Godzilla, hardcore Godzilla fans since you saw your first Godzilla movie. I have to say I was hardcore. Right on. Even some of my girlfriends understood. Yeah. You know, yeah. Having the mohawk and everything. And it, it was like, <laughs> hey, why not? Hey. I was punk rock. That's pretty cool. I know, right? I was one of those kids. It was like, any chance that I got to see something humongous and or robotic, like destroying massive amounts of cities and, and things, whether we were watching like old episodes of Ultraman or- Totally. You know. Totally. S- some cartoon or something <laughs> that had giant robots or something. It didn't matter. There's something, there's something it's, like there's something primal. primal. Yeah, primal. exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. I agree. Uh, I was just listening to the commentary for Ghidra, the three-headed monster, oh, and um, David Callet is, is talking about how his son, who's never seen a Godzilla movie before, Max, he's like, yeah, he's never seen a Godzilla movie, and he sets up, he gets a bag of um, little plastic army men for his birthday or something like that as a gift and like sets them up. And the first thing he grabs is his dinosaur figures and like smashes them. And I'm like, yeah, there is, there's something, there has got to be about, something like deep in our DNA. Yes, totally. yeah, yeah. <laughs> something about seeing something large, smash something smaller and, uh, the, the chaos and enjoyment that, is, that ensues after that, that it's just so appealing for, for these movies. You know, sometimes I think about that, like, uh, I think a couple of months ago, I was like pontificating about what I do and uh, how serious I take this this job, quote unquote, as a as a podcaster. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I basically have a podcast where I uh, I wax poetic about kids movies. And a lot of people were like, well, they're not just kids movies. I mean, they're like really, especially the first like six movies were especially like, really for everybody, you know. Uh, and then they just sort of devolved, but there's still a lot to enjoy with them. Well, I just love them. For me, I always kind of took them the same way I treat horror movies, where it's the ultimate escapism. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's like, there, there's something that's just barely grounded in reality that you can relate to. And then these huge, gigantic, you know, 400 foot monsters are fighting each other around your reality. It's like, yeah. it's, it's ultimate escapism. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be three years old or, you know, 45 and we'd be like, we all relate to how that feels when you're watching it. It's I would totally awesome. agree with that. I love this, especially with the 70s. The explosions were insane. Yeah. That's a, and you, you know, thought it was gasoline they were using. It's like, oh, jeez. That's like one of the things people remember the most about the 70s era Godzilla films is like the massive explosions. explosions. Teruyoshi yep. Nakano, like that was his thing, making it big and like probably and fairly dangerous and, <laughs> yes. and pretty too. Yeah, pretty. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Ah, oh, my God. I would love to have been able to walk onto the set during filming of one of those films just to see the massive explosion. I know that uh, Norman England, who's a 
who wrote for G-Fan and writes for Fangoria, and he mm-hmm. lives in Japan right now. He was actually on set for Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters, all, all that attack, and he got to see um, in person the massive explosion that they did when Ghidra blows up in the um, <laughs> in the in the bay. And he said it was like they were they had to be really far away. And you could just feel the heat. And he was, I think he was like, oh my God, are my eyebrows still here? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's the kind of thing. Like, I would love to see that in person someday. It's nice to see they're still doing like organic effects. It's not all CGI. They use a little CGI, but yeah, because I'm like, too much CGI kind of like, it, it looks like a cartoon or video game where if you combine it with the live action, it, it, looks much more realistic yeah what's so like uh what do you guys think has been a good i don't want to say giant monster outing but like what have you guys seen recently that does like blend good cgi with with uh practical effects i just saw the newest evil dead the other day oh yeah i was just gonna mention there is very little cgi in it and it is mostly practical effects and it was so satisfying the movie was decent it was a good movie yeah yeah um but as far as just the spectacle and the visual like the evisceration, like this, the the pure, just you don't get that with CGI. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you don't. I totally. I I think we went and saw it. I know we went and saw it. Sorry, I but I think what I was gonna say is I think that when we left there, I couldn't even remember any of the CGI stuff. And it wasn't until like a day later that I was like, oh yeah, yeah, just a couple little things, yeah. a couple of yeah. tiny little tiny things, things that were CGI, and like everything else was so grounded in practical effects. It just was. Fantastic. It was refreshing. It was nice. It was very nice. But other than that, I can't think of anything else I've seen recently that was a lot of practical effects. Yeah. I was going to say, um, uh, where the wild things are did a pretty good job of meshing those two. That was very, very well done. But, you know, there's still a lot of other effects in there that they had, I mean, their faces weren't, you know, done by hand puppets. Right. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why I was saying like the meshing of the yeah, two. I, I, I actually I thought that was pretty good. I, I like it. I love that movie. It's a, it's not bad. I mean, I, it's I was, not I a think, kid's movie. <laughs> when I was first like, I was first looking at it. I had the same. It's uh, basically, we just, uh, saw Frank and Weenie recently too. And like both Frank and Weenie and where the wild things are, my initial uh, reaction to hearing that they were doing a movie about it was like, how can they make an hour and a half plus? probably two hour movie out of this tiny story that is where the wild things are. And I didn't not, I mean, I liked it. It was a good movie. I didn't hate it at all. It was well done. It had a little bit of a weird sort of ending, but the story is a weird story to begin with. You you don't understand. It's basically this child's id, you know, it's his, it's his inner monologue and his imagination just, you know, going crazy because he's upset at his family. Totally. You know, so are you guys looking forward to the new Godzilla movie? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I am. My, my son and I have checked like checked the various websites and things for updates on pictures and model like, the still models and you know the various versions of things that are coming up for yeah. months and just crazy. <laughs> One of the listeners uh he's in Nanaimo. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh it's in British Columbia where they shot right in his town. Oh, and, nice. And uh, on the last day, like right when they wrapped up filming, he like totally grabbed like a giant hunk of like the helicopter crash. <laughs> like he's like, nobody's going to know what it is except me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I know it's from the set. And, yeah. That's uh, Andy Campbell. And you should check out his podcast, Kaiju 101, which is a lot of fun. Really cool. He's only got a few episodes in, but it's a d- totally different take um, and not, not worthy of me crushing him so it's good stuff (laughs) uh 
yeah, the Legendary Pictures movie, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping, I think cautiously optimistic is the is the term that Are I use. Are they doing it in 3D? Stuff. Uh, it's know. gonna be done. It's gonna is be it done. Post production or is it? Now, see, f- I don't know about that part. It's unfortunate that I don't know, but uh, I'm not a 3D guy. You I'm guys not, like 3D I, movies? I, I love it. I do I'm, you? We, I go to as many of them up at the Roseway as I can. Did like, you go see Iron Man yet? I haven't. Or? We were gonna go yesterday, but things just didn't happen. I okay. haven't seen it yet. Because I almost went to the Roseway today, but it was in 3D, and yeah. I was like, I don't feel like I need well, for, 3D for, for that. For nine dollars a pop, you true it beats the hell out of going to Regal for you know seventeen dollars. True, I will. Know. I will absolutely agree with that. But we went and saw it at Cinemagic for five bucks each, so can't beat that at all. Yeah, nope. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of 3D stuff. Um, I know Pacific Rim is going to be in 3D. Totally going to go see that in 3D. Uh, I, I, want, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that in 3D. That would be kind of cool. I think I'm going <laughs> to go see Pacific Rim in 3D and 2D, and whichever one I like, I will probably go see it again. Like, I, I kind of want to like actually pay the extra money to do the IMAX screening of that one. Like The two movies this year, I want to see an IMAX yeah. with that and the new Star Trek. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. But, you know... Now, it's, it's just that much more money just to go see something that I know true. I'm going to see like four or five times exactly. away. <laughs> you only need to go see it once in the IMAX experience, though, yeah. That's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> then you could be, you know, if that should be like your first exposure to it. Or actually, maybe that should be your last time going to see it in the in the theater. If you'd like it the first time, you know, try you it go, out and then go, get, go just see get your, it. your skull rattled by, you <laughs> yeah. know, the 70 feet of IMAX. Like right oh in front of my your face. God! I've that's never seen be so an amazing. IMAX. I've well, never been in IMAX before. The, the theaters around here aren't actual real IMAX. They're True, like yeah. the IMAX theaters, but it's close enough. Full IMAX. I haven't heard that since <laughs> Court and Fatboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, Pacific Rim is definitely my like top movie that I'm looking forward to, and uh, it's got everything you like: monsters, really, robots. Really, robots. Really, really does. <laughs> really does. I, I. Every time I, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but every time I see anything from that movie, uh, I don't stop myself from looking at it. Like Julian and I were talking about it before you got here. Like I, I tend to be one of those guys. that's like I don't want to hear your spoilers. I don't want to hear anything oh, about it. I want to walk into this movie fresh. But every time I see something about this about Pacific Rim, I'm just like, oh, and I'm and I'm the total more. kind of jerk who's like, I don't care about spoilers. I want to see the trailer as much as the stuff as I possibly can, hundred times a day. Yeah, I'll go. Well, I'll go into that movie and be like, all right, now it's on. Dude. I don't mind the trailers. I just wish they wouldn't reveal too much. So oh, when yeah, you yeah, go yeah, in, yeah. it's like, okay, I feel like I spent ten fifty and I didn't feel cheated. Yeah. We had a a New Year's party here, mm-hmm. and I had some friends over, and I was, you know, talking with them, and I was, I happened to mention Pacific Rim in the conversation, and they were like, "What's Pacific Rim?" And I was oh, like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Shut the door, turn off the lights, crank up the 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 projection system," and I turned the volume up so loud that when it goes, yeah. like everything in here was like. <laughs> Like shaking, you feel it rumbling in your oh, chest. Oh man, it's so good! It's Such kinda, good stuff. I, I, and I like that uh, Guillermo del Toro. I was really shocked because I know he wanted to do a uh, Cthulhu film. Yeah, he wanted to do Madness, 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 Madness. Yeah. and he's like, "Nah, I'm going to do my giant monster movie instead." Well, I'm I think happy. what happened is he was unable to get the project uh, greenlit for the price that he wanted oh. to. The, so he had, I guess, he had a pretty high price tag, even though like Tom Cruise was signed up for it. 
the That's my favorite company. Lovecraft story, by the way. I can't wait till somebody does yeah. it and does it justice. I hope he does it because he sounds like a big fan. And I really loved his, like, um, The Devil's Backbone and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. It's really good. I really Devil's like Backbone, that's like my favorite. That's my I favorite. I mean, aside from Hellboy, film. that's my favorite Guillermo del Toro. It's a, film. Yeah, I agree. It's Devil's just Backbone's amazing. really good. Yeah. Amazing. If no one's seen it, you got to see that movie. It's yeah. Amazing. Actually, I honestly, I would suggest anything, even Kronos. You know, Jeff really likes Kronos. Kronos is one, one of those ones, though. Like, if it's the first thing you see. And you're like, this is by who? No, it shouldn't be the first no, thing. No, I, yeah. I really think that Chrono should be like, like the, the, once you've seen like a grip of his movies exactly. and you watch that. That's what that. I usually do with everybody. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Have you seen The Orphanage? Have you seen this, this, and this? I forgot. I haven't the seen that The Orphanage That was yet. creepy. That one is creepy That's and awesome. Creepy. Actually, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, so I won't ask you. I may have seen The Orphanage. I may be getting it confused with another movie, but... Regardless, it's Guillermo an, del Toro an, is a. I'm a huge fan of his, and when yeah, I heard he mm-hmm. was doing Pacific Rim, uh, and I've said this on the podcast before, someone said Guillermo del Toro is doing a giant monsters fighting giant robots movie, and I was like, sold. Yeah. I, need, I, know, I don't need to know anything more. Nope. That's all I need. That was, to know. I'm happy. That was guaranteed at least three times in the theaters. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, so what else? Do you, I mean. Let let's talk a little bit more about your 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 own fandom with Godzilla stuff here. Like, are you guys big fans of the original Showa era, the Heisei era, the the Millennium or Shinsei? You era? know, I I I have to say it's a, I like a little bit from each series. I mean, there's just something about them. Each one has brings its own thing to the table. Like for the Heisei series, I really love the Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla too. That yeah. is just the effects when he snarls after he takes him down in the first fight is like wow what an awesome effect yeah it's that's like amazing. tiger that was one of like that was tiger's favorite movie until tokyo sos came out i know it's like any for me it's anything you know where i get to see king Ghidorah and mecha godzilla and space godzilla and just you know as many of the different creatures fighting against each other as possible whether they're good or bad you right. don't really care I just want to see Space Godzilla blast out Mechagodzilla <laughs> once or twice and then, you know, have the, the G-Force come in and there, you know, do their thing from the skies or whatever. So do you, it doesn't matter which movie it is. So do you like Space Godzilla? I actually really do. <laughs> okay. It's there's ridiculous. There's parts of it I like. Dude, there's, th- there's, there's parts of that movie. I was a huge um, banner-waving Godzilla versus Space Godzilla fan when I first watched it because it was... When I first watched it, it was like a bootleg that I got from Video Daikaiju. Right. It had the time and clock I was at like, the bottom. I don't think it had the time code, <laughs> yeah. the time code, but yeah. it definitely. I mean, I was, I was like, this is amazing, dude. I've got Space Godzilla <laughs> yeah. tattooed on the inside of my arm. <laughs> like, it, it's the the creature design is awesome, but uh, you know, it's only like after I'd watched all of the other movies right. that I start to like really, really see its flaws and be like. Yeah, some of those things well, are kind of lame, but the, the creature design is awesome. The creature design is awesome, but it's also like, I'm the kind of fan that can get past the flaws. Like, I love the Millennium Era stuff, even yeah. though it's god-awful. Like, some of it's some just of terrible. It like, terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. But I still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I will, know. too. Even a good, bad Godzilla, like but Godzilla's Revenge, I can still enjoy right? that. And that's. Do I, you guys I, consider Godzilla's Revenge to be a bad Godzilla film? I certainly don't. I It's not my favorite. I no, put it down yeah, the yeah, bottom yeah, yeah. of my list, but I'll sit and watch it. I, I mean, it's Giant Monsters. What yeah. Do I care? Dude, I uh, recently, well, I wouldn't say recently, but since I started the podcast, at least I have found a much larger, uh, like, just sort of, it's just from watching the movie and understanding what uh, Shiro Honda was doing. I found a much greater 
respect for that film and yep. like what it's doing because it's not it's not a standard Godzilla movie. It's not no, it's very it's not different. even. There's no such thing as Gabra. You know, Gabra doesn't exist in the Godzilla universe. He only exists in Ichiro's brain, essentially. But that's, uh, that I, yeah, I actually really do enjoy watching that film. And when it, when we do the Daikaiju discussion for that film, I'm completely expecting a ton of people to be like, this movie is terrible. It's the worst thing it's ever but made. But it's great but, to introduce really young yeah, kids it is. into Godzilla. And some of the even, other ones it, are scary for him. Yeah, even even in the terms of of it being a film, not a Godzilla mm-hmm. film, it's really kind of nice. It's yeah. not bad at all. Kids got a little co- couple of issues, and <laughs> like the end How result of the, the story. At exactly. The end. It's like, what's exactly. going on? What happened? Yeah. You jerk. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, I think. I think yeah. lately, because my son watches them more than yeah. I do lately. I mean, just I, there's only so much time of the day, and you know, I've got a bunch of them at home, but he has been watching a lot of the more recent ones, the millennial ones, over yeah, and over yeah. and over again. We watched a lot of the old ones, too, but you know, I think I've seen you know, t- uh, The Final Wars like a million times in the last <laughs> six months. You know, that's, that's, like, our, that's our... Godzilla 2000. Oh, I was going to say that's our least watched Millennium Series film, but actually I, I, th- I would say that as far as Tiger and I go... Godzilla 2000 is our least watched one. I think we've only seen that together like two or three times. See, that's the one AJ always defaults to that one or like the the two after that that aren't quite like Final Wars yet. God, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. What order they all go in, but it goes 2000 Megaguirus Mega, right. GMK. Right, right. Mechagodzilla Tokyo SOS Final Wars. That's exactly right. Thank so, you. So <laughs> <laughs> for us, it's been a lot of. Godzilla 2000, Tokyo SOS, Final Wars. Yeah. Just over and over and over. Cause those are the ones that he likes. Tokyo and, SOS is a great film. And I've, I I've think, said this before. Tokyo SOS is essentially Masaki, the director, Masaki Tezuka. He did Mega Gears, then he did, uh, then there was a gap and then he did, uh, Mecha Godzilla and then he did Tokyo SOS. Tokyo SOS is the best of the three. Not only from a story perspective, but from a you know, story yeah. telling yeah. perspective. I think as well. that's my favorite of the whole bunch too. I mean, it's the one that I I think as as a fan going back, you know, so many years, it's like wow, this actually feels like real Godzilla again. Yeah. So the Final Wars does AJ like Final Wars? He loves that one, and yeah. it's and it's because he's a kid who's you know he's eight. You know, he's used to seeing yeah. all the crazy fast action. You know, any excuse to do slow motion bullet time and <laughs> dudes beating Matrix. each other up with their motorcycles, you yeah. know? You know, that is it. I, 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 Final Wars, I, I have a love hate thing for it, but, you know, I, I can watch it for what it is. And yeah. I got to say, that motorcycle scene is pretty awesome. It is pretty rad. <laughs> It is pretty cool. It's outrageously yeah. off the wall. The, and the movie, out outrageous there. is a good, it's yeah. a good word. They, for they it. Outrageous. Put yeah, yeah. every monster they possibly can in that movie. Yeah. Although I wish for there was better, more monsters, though. That That's the biggest thing I have. It's like, really? When you get down to it, it's like yeah. maybe 15, 20 minutes worth of monster I, movies? Well, I think. I think the big, uh, well, let's just say for me, when I watch Final Wars, the thing that I take away from it is like, it sure would have been nice if you had taken away some of the stuff that, um, what's his name? Rui, Rui Kitamura decided would be character development for these characters that you don't really care about yeah. as so much. I want the and, monsters. Like, take some of that away and add in more monster stuff. Um, the big That's- fight between, King Caesar, Rodan, and Angulus, mm-hmm. and Godzilla. It was it was fun, and it was ridiculous, and it was 
a blast you, to watch. You can kind of say that same thing about anything that came out after Godzilla 2000, though. A lot of a lot of too much. Man, 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 not enough. But, <laughs> you know what? But the, I, I don't know. I, I like GMK a lot. That's my yeah. favorite of the Millenniums. Yeah. That one's I, that's amazing. my favorite as well. And again, Tokyo SOS is mine. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of character stuff in that one too. But I think for my money, that has the best impact of as far as the monsters go. Tokyo SOS has that one scene where they fly out to the island and you see the dead Kamiba yes. on the, the turtle on the on the beach. And I think when I saw that in the movie, I think my jaw dropped <laughs> a little bit. I was like, oh, that is so cool. That was a very cool shot. Yeah. I just it's it's also it's a cool way to like introduce a new monster that people have completely forgotten about, you know, you mm-hmm. didn't see that. That was, he appeared in Yogg monster from space in 1970. Nobody's seen him since. It was a nice surprise considering you were in the millennium series. It was either Ghidra or Mothra mm-hmm. or Godzilla, yeah. really pretty much. And it yeah. was like, wow, that nice one. That's why I really like Jim case. It's like Baragon's back. Yep. I yeah. would have loved to have seen if they had Veron and the other ones. Cause it, I think the fight scenes would have been a little bit more dramatic, but no, Tobo, dude, I completely yeah. agree with you. I, this whole, like, if I could go back in time and change something, <laughs> I would have GMK like have Varan and Angulus and Baragon as the main monsters against Godzilla because I think that would be more interesting. And uh, Jeff's not here to defend his precious Mothra, but uh, you know, I <laughs> would. pretty cool. I, I like love the Mothra, Mothra trilogy. I, I love I Ghidra, it. but I really think they've been overused. It, it, be, you know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Way too much. So yeah, those those monsters specifically, I'd love to see come back. It was great to see Angulus come back in Final Wars for sure. Though. That was a lot of fun. That, yeah, was, that was my was favorite totally part. Right. That was my yeah. favorite character now, of all the monsters. He was my favorite. Julian, you were in L.A. and we did not know each other at the time, but we were both in L.A. for the premiere of Final yep. Wars. That was that was the fun, and I was there for the the whole star on the Walk of Fame. That yeah, was a yeah. lot of fun. I have a video drive, from that great. somewhere. I've got to get that up on the YouTube channel at some point. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny. We'd pair yeah. Oh, hey, there we are. It'd be, it would be <laughs> hilarious. I was, I was like, holy crap, there's Julian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was a gr- that was probably one of my favorite days. It was a long drive. I think it was up 24 hours. Oh, one of my customers at Atomic won the contest. and Oh, awesome. He, I'd known him since he was 12, and he was like in college at ASU, and he was just like, you know, you introduced me stuff. You cook me with great toys. I want to take you with me. I'm like, <laughs> wow dude that, that is, was that's so, really cool that that's was really awesome. amazing so i picked him up at his dorm room and we drove all the that's way to la rare. and got there just as the ceremony started that is that's really cool it was a great day yeah that was a that was a great experience and um you know i'm sure it's not oh i don't know about this it, it hopefully is not the last time something that awesome will happen in america for a godzilla release but man it was awesome to be a part of that whole thing and, and being able to see that. Like, we just went down to L.A. for Monster Palooza, and Jeff and I went to the Monster. Yeah, uh, so jealous of all your pictures. So, <laughs> sorry, buddy. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you did a lot of fun stuff. We did a lot of fun stuff, <laughs> and we're going to go back next year, so save up your pennies, I dude. might actually yeah. end up inviting myself to go with you guys next okay. year because that looked way too retarded fun. It was so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. we I'm waiting for Jeff to get back on an episode so we can actually talk about the time we had in Monster Palooza. Just even like 10 minutes of talking about it would be cool. But uh, we shot a lot of video, and so uh, soon there's going to be a video up on the YouTube channel. But uh, anyway, yes, L.A., good times with Monster Palooza. We went to the Star. 
And I got to sort of reminisce about being there and seeing the unveiling. And man, I just would love to 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 show that footage on the YouTube channel of like, uh, what's the guy Johnny the um, the, the mayor of, mayor yeah the yeah. mayor of Hollywood I was talking so about shocked it when they announced. It. I was like, I never thought I would ever see that happen. Yeah, and it was to yeah. be there was just like as a fan, you were just like, this is awesome. My my favorite film character is getting props. That nice. was just awesome. Yeah, I think when um when uh, uh Shogo Tomiyama was up there and he yeah. was talking, he was in English. He was doing a great job. Pretty of impressive. Saying he was actually talking about, he's like, thanks to all the different cities that have had 50, you know, 50th anniversary uh, film festivals. And he yeah. named them, like, I think New York had one and San Francisco, and he named Portland. And I was like, yeah, that's me, that's me. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, so what uh, what are you guys looking forward to in the future from Godzilla stuff? I'd like to see, I, I'd really be interested since it's been... 10 years now since Toho's done it. I'd like to see a Toho film. Yeah. But, you know, the last, the Gamma Trilogy, um, I would like to see him step up to that level. And they had a smaller budget than they did. And yeah. they yeah. just did a phenomenal job. I, I still put the, the Gamma Trilogy above the last, what, 20 years of Godzilla films because they were just yeah. amazing. They are pretty good. Uh, For me, honestly, I'm like really into the comics right now. Like those are fun. The, the IDW, those are a lot of fun. The IDW comic runs they've had since what was it? 2010, Two, 10, maybe yeah. 11. That those they have uh legends and uh, gangsters and gangsters. Yeah, well they're Two just ongoings. about to and there's just about one. to start a new one called Godzilla Rulers of the Earth. I know. And so I originally started getting them for my son, but I have like all the Jeff Zorno right, covers yes, right here because right. we just They're him, so but. good that I was just like screw him, I'm just going to read them all. So, at first, I wasn't sure if I, I at first I was like, took you got all bit. the monster, but it took a little bit. It took but a little bit. As, it, as the time went on, they got a lot better. The, the story, this, the, I'm not going to say anything like about any of the plots in case anybody hasn't read them or whatever, but just it, it once they established kind of what direction they were going, like mm -hmm. it's, it was mm -hmm. probably some of the best, not just Godzilla storytelling I've ever seen, but just in comics in general lately. Yeah. That, that didn't have to do with superheroes yeah. and, and, and things. It was. Uh, I was dumbfounded how good it was after I read like ten issues straight back to back. I'm like, wow, this is really great stuff. The artwork is amazing. Mm -hmm. The writing is spot on, and you know what they're doing with the characters and the monsters is just awesome. So, keep doing those comic books, and I will be a happy camper, even nice. if we don't get yeah. another movie. Yeah. You know, I you would so love another movie, but yeah, no, the comics are really good, and it's great. Like, uh, we had free comic book day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Some mom was in. Um, you know, she's like my son's. You know, eight. And I'm like, well. You know, I have a kids section, but I also have Godzilla's yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. Infiltrate. And, the, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know with America. I love it. I love it. I mean, it, and it's cool because it's like, you know, some parents are, you know, afraid to see what's going on in the comic book rack. It's like, you know, there's Godzilla yep. and there's other things out there, you know, in kids books. But, you know, yeah, I, I just the kid's face when he said Godzilla is like, oh, oh yeah. Nice, and that's nice. the thing. It's like I got my son started on those when he was five. You yeah, know, and yeah. it, it's like when I was that age, that's how I learned to read was comic books. So. Me too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's that's Very I had cool. a lot of reading problems as a kid and I learned through comics and it, it I loved them ever since. Excellent. So what have you guys thought? Like, so we like we sort of touched on it. Godzilla Kingdom of Monsters. Mm -hmm. Then the ongoing Godzilla series. They've had Godzilla Legends, mm -hmm. Godzilla Gangsters and Goliaths. I and wish I half century would... war. I've read the half century about, war stuff. I, you know, oh, I have those. I haven't it? read that. Is no, 
I have I'm all the have issues. Yes, too. yes, yes. I haven't picked them up. I've, I just because we in our subscription box, we just were getting Godzilla and then Legends, and then every time I'd see something else, I just grab it anyway. Sean, let me tell you right now, testimonial time. Yeah. Get the trade when it comes out, like a month or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah when it comes soon. out. The trade for Godzilla Half Century War, it's going to blow your socks off. It's going to make my nipples hard. Yes, it awesome. is. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. All right. That's our upper echelon of uh, kid friendly. <laughs> I <so>. know. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so, yeah. What, so, uh, I would love another movie from Toho. I think what the reason I haven't been um, lamenting the fact that Toho hasn't done a Godzilla movie is because of the Millennium series not being as awesome as the as the Gamera trilogy from the nineties, it's sort of like, if you guys can't make this, like you're not getting the right people, which sounds terrible when I say it out loud, but like they need to get somebody who has the real passion and the crew and the the cast that are all into it, that really want to be a part of it as opposed to it. And I'm not saying that this is what the millennium series is, but as opposed to it just being like, Let's see. Another year, got to do a, got to do another. Give two years. Every other year, it kind of you get a burnout factor. But not only that, they need to really, you know, trust the creators. I mean, Toho sometimes needs to. I mean, I love Toho. I, I mean, I, I watch a little bit of whatever I can when they put out. But they have such a tight control. It's like loosen up a bit, and I think the creativity would flow a lot better. Well, and part of it is either you go back to the like to square one, just make a basic classic rubber suits. You know, low budget but well done right. movie. Or yeah. you just take that formula and tweak it a little bit. Like, you know, give us a. I don't mind shaky cam movies. Give me a shaky cam yeah. with a rubber suit Godzilla. Like, you know, yeah. imagine if Cloverfield was done with Godzilla in a rubber suit. You know, that would be, be cool. awesome. I would love to see something. Yeah, I like would that. too. I agree. It'd be cool to see them dip back into their well of older monsters that we haven't seen in a right. while. Well, it doesn't have to and, be a Godzilla movie. And one of the movies like, that, that really did that kind of thing for me that I saw a couple of years ago was that Troll Hunter movie. That oh. movie super, is so good. Super low budget. Yeah, oh that was God. really Troll good. Super awesome. original property. They did a handy cam, first person, shaky cam, you know, mostly in the dark movie. That totally pulled it off. Yeah, I agree. That you was could, good. You could absolutely do something like that with a Godzilla movie or just a monster movie in general and make it good. That's why I'm hopeful for the new Godzilla movie because I really liked monsters a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like you don't see the monsters, right. but it's just the, the tension there was yeah. just amazing. It yeah. was just really interesting. They really kept right. you into that film. So, so do you guys want to see a, a tra- uh, not a trailer, sorry, a, a sequel to Godzilla. Do you want to see this become a property in America? Like, I would like to, um, but I would like it if also Toho would just like, hey, you know, because I know it's expensive for their license because each monster, I guess, has its own price tag. I right, heard yeah. rumor has yeah. it. Let go of that and mm-hmm. just, you know, as long as you get people that that don't do what Schumacher did to Batman, just yeah, <laughs> get people who really like it and have a yeah. passion for it. Get, I mean, look at with the Marvel Studios and everyone else. The reason why the comic movies are working is they're getting a people that are the fans or writers of it control and trust them because they love it. Yeah, and people who know what they're doing. Exactly, no, it, it, that's important that, to me. That did take almost fifteen years for it to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, given the the first actual successful Marvel Studios movie was Blade. Exactly. You know, and that was what, yeah. 98, 99? 99, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know, and then it took them up until 2009, almost 10 years before the first Iron Man came out. You know, all those other movies in between that were good, but not so good. 
you know, I still like all of them, but dude, X Men Two, I still hold X Men Two. X Men Two is the best way, one. That is, that is good. But you know, you people get to see the Wolverine do a berserker rage. People crap on Daredevil, and I, I thought Daredevil was fine. I like the director's cut way better. Way better. Than what they put in the theaters. Right. Really. Way, but, you know, I love you know, the director's cut. The Fantastic cut. Four movies were okay. Like I thought the Silver yeah. Surfer one was better than the first one, where I they just kind of silly lame yeah. fight with Doctor Doom at the end, but. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think as far as Godzilla goes, it's going to take them several years after this next movie they're coming out to kind of establish kind of where they want to go. And we can't expect them to want to do a direct sequel that's going to be good, like, two years later. Well, as right, long as yeah. they don't make a Godzilla movie like the 98 one, where it's like, wow, the cartoon series was better than your movie. It, it really was. It was yeah. so much better. That's well, what I would have liked to have seen, really. They, I think everybody wanted yeah. to see that, except the people involved with the 98 film. I think the people really. wanted to see the Doritos commercial over and over again more than they wanted to see the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a great beast for 20,000 Fathoms remake, but it's not a Godzilla movie. It's not a Godzilla movie. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. So you guys are you guys are in as far as I'm concerned. Oh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely welcome back here. <laughs> uh, so we're we're uh, I don't want to say we're wrapping up, but basically, you know, there's a couple of couple of things I wanted to do here. This is something new for the podcast since we got some new voices on here. I got some Godzilla trivia here. Oh, Jiminy <laughs> Cricket! So I thought it would be fun to like you know just go through and pick a couple of these and ask you guys some trivia questions. Because we don't do trivia on the show. This is where I fail. I haven't had nearly enough beer. (laughs) And I've been out playing softball all day. (laughs) All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. What the heck? All right, Julian. What was Toho's first color giant monster movie? Rodan. Ding. Correct. I'm not going to get any of these right. My brain is so fried. You guys don't know this, but like right now it's unnaturally warm and sunny out here in Portland. I spent all day long in a baseball field. Yeah, you shouldn't this do that. This is winter in Arizona, man. This is beautiful. <laughs> Again, I'm a native. I'm used, to, I'm used to rain nine months out of the year. Oh, when I go back at the end of May, uh, I'm sure I'll be melting. All right, I'll give you an easy one, Sean. Right. I'll give you an easy one. Uh, who translates for Mothra? Isn't it the 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 twin fairies? Yeah, all right. Ding. correct. Go. All right. All right, skipping back here. Julian, what do the Soma Berries do to King Kong in 1962's King Kong versus Godzilla? They make him punch truck and pass out. That's right. All right. (laughs) You guys are doing great so far. Yay. (laughs) We're passing the test. Uh, All right, I'll save that one for Julian. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't Uh, say that was going to be trivia. All right. No, I didn't. This is surprise (laughs) trivia. This is surprise (laughs) trivia. Okay, uh, Sean, what reanimates and energizes King Kong in 1962's King Kong versus Godzilla? Honestly, I haven't even seen that in probably (gasps) 15 15 years. It's been that long. I don't remember. I don't have. That's one of the ones that I don't have on DVD. Well, you definitely need to spend more time here, sir. More time here. All right. Well, I'm going to give you another one then. Let's see here. Hmm, I won't ask you something from uh I won't ask you something from King Kong versus Godzilla then. It's a lot better when it's Star Trek. Why does that have to be Oh, because this is a kaiju, <laughs> kaiju <podcast>. cast. Dang <laughs> it. <laughs> uh what dinosaur does Mechagodzilla team up with to fight Godzilla in 1975's Terror of oh, Mechagodzilla? I do know this one. What is it? What <laughs> Yeah, we just AJ and I just <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, it's like a one of the flying ones, isn't it? What that? This is right down there. It's okay, Sean. What is that okay. called? Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, Dinosaurus. whatever that is. No, <laughs> see, Asia and I watched this one. That one the other day. Well, it was the other day, like two months ago. And he's a lot more focused on them than I am. Usually, I'm, you know, doing stuff around the house. But 
It's okay, dude. You just gotta I realize suck people at the Godzilla are, trivia, and, and they're, they're gonna be <laughs> that's fine. screaming at their iPods right that's now. That's fine. I, you know what? I, I have a giant robot tattoo on my arm, so All right. eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, listeners. Right. Right on. Okay. I, know, I suck. I, 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 you don't suck, dude. You're elbow from the sky. This wasn't. This isn't a qualifying match. All you're right. still. You're still in good, good terms here. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go with. Actually, I'm just going to ask you, dude, the same question. What reanimates King Kong from King Kong versus Godzilla? Lightning, because it was supposed to be Frankenstein originally. That's right. That All is right. right. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, it comes back. Uh, All right. There's some really hard ones in here, dude. I There's some really easy ones, too. So, what is Ghidra? This is the three-headed, no-armed space dragon. Yeah, there you go. There That's you my go. favorite one. We're back in, man. You're back in. <laughs> if I had my other hat, you'd see my button that's got, you know, the Ghidra on it. Oh, ne- nice. Next to my comedian button. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Another one for you. In the American release of Godzilla vs. The Thing, Sean, what is The Thing? It's The Thing. Isn't that the the crazy environmental one, the, the smog monster? No, no. No? No. Which one is The Thing? I don't know. I give up. I... <laughs> okay. I it's all good, trivia. dude. It's all it's good. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, who want, do you guys want another one or no? I know I'll Sean's going to say no. I'm, I, I'm terrible at the Godzilla <laughs> trivia. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm holding up see. to it now. I'm sc- I'm sc- You'll always win. Scrolling. Uh, I'm scrolling <laughs> off to the, the end here. Uh, Okay, who controls King Ghidra in 1966's or 65, actually, Monster Zero? This Exilians? Yes. 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 Yeah. Planet X. We are the controller. Okay. <laughs> great and... sunglasses. Yeah, the, the UFO is awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sean. This, is one, this one's for you. All right. What is the sea monster in 1966's Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster? What is the sea monster? It's got great surf music, though. <laughs> yeah, Masaru Sato's theme. I'm trying to think of like when the last time we watched that one was. Uh, it's the one where Godzilla fights something in the water. I don't know. It, does, it doesn't have tentacles, does it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's close. I, it's... <laughs> he has claws. Oh, it's the giant crab thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I forget the thing's name. Oh, I wouldn't expect you See, to know that. Yeah. What, what you need to do is have my son in here, and he will tell you all the monster Dude, names. Oh, like, AJ, to your son to AJ a is trivia. totally welcome to join us. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, he would be a lot better at the trivia than I am, because he sits there with his big brother and plays Godzilla Destroy All Monsters on his GameCube. Nice, uh, nice. Well, on the game. Wii, constantly, and they just go for it, and they've got all the monsters in there. Awesome. Very cool. And the, have you played it? Yeah, I've played all the games, yes. It's great, because it's you know gives you... Basically the 101 on the Godzilla history. Yeah, my only problem with the Godzilla games is there's not a Godzilla Unleashed for the Xbox or the 360. That was really a bad call on uh, on Pipeworks and Atari's. Uh, well, it's because there. Atari went out of business. Well, uh, I think... Do you want one more? I'll do one more if, you're, <laughs> if you are. I don't right. mind. Uh, let's see here. How does Atragon finally defeat Manda? In which movie? Atragon? Oh. Or in this, Final this Wars. This came out before Final Wars, so let's okay. go with let's um, go with Atragon. 
I remember they electrocuted him. Yep, they electrocuted the hull. And I think they didn't have the, did they have the freezeway? Oh, I haven't seen that one a lot, but um, yeah, I think they did use a freezeway. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and then yeah. boom. That is exactly how they defeated Natron. Congratulations, Woo! Julie. Yay. <laughs> and I will remember never to pull any trivia on Sean again. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, do you guys uh, do you guys have anything else you specifically want to share with the listeners before we move on to our next segment? Uh, if anyone's listening in Phoenix, I'll be doing the uh, my first ever panel at a convention on Friday at the Phoenix. Con. Really? Yeah, I've never done one. Before. Oh yeah, talk about that a little bit. Then, um, I'm gonna be uh, going to Phoenix to the Phoenix Comic Con uh, at the end of May, and um, one of my former employees at Atomic, who took over as the Godzilla guy. Uh, once I moved up here, um, it started doing panels and I'll be sitting in. Dude, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm Very really cool. excited. I'm looking forward. Greg Holmes has done a really great job and, um, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. It's been a while. Very awesome. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and move on to the news section. This is United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. We have a whopping three items to talk about here on the news section for the Kaiju cast. The first one, the largest one, and the one that's the most exciting for me on a personal level, and I would imagine you guys as well, is the Pacific Rim WonderCon trailer was released like last week? Yeah, it was. That was awesome. It made my brain explode. I oh my it god! Six times yeah. in a row. Yeah, <laughs> I think they released that one because they released the Star Trek in the Darkness one a couple like a week earlier, and that one was so much like, <gasps> yeah, we get to see more robots, dude, more monsters. <laughs> monsters. If you if the and listener Idris Elba not... just being awesome. And you finally get to you get a glimpse at uh, Ron Perlman as yeah. well. Finally, uh, if you, the listener, have not seen it, I actually linked to it on the KaijuCast page, um, but it's easily easily findable, and it'll be there will be a link in the show notes to that YouTube page. Oh my God, that thing is absolutely amazing. So, I agree. Do, do you think we lose first, and then they build the giant robots in retribution, or do you think the giant robots fail? And we figure something else out. Honestly, like the, I think we win first. Yeah. And then, then they, we they lose. Come back even harder. And then we win again. I like that they're not revealing too much. I know. I like, like being yeah. surprised. I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah. It's right up there with uh, the Man of Steel for oh, me this cool. summer. Very yeah. cool. Super right on. Be fun. Uh, well, that is, uh, that's one of our stories. Please, please, please watch that. The more, the more views that thing gets and the more people share that on Facebook, it just really does prove, I think, to legendary pictures that giant monsters is something they should be going after. And I'm very excited, obviously, for Pacific Rim. Very excited, uh, or at least potentially excited for, for the Godzilla picture. So, you know, let's keep that momentum going is what I was going to say about that. So agreed. Uh, now the second thing that I wanted to mention is that, um, there have been some behind the scenes photos from the Godzilla production because it is currently, uh, shooting. I want to say, the last location I heard them shoot in was was Hawaii or something like that. Just really a couple of little tidbits. These are like morsels that they're giving the internet. But um, I have a Google News Alert set up so that every time I see something, I see all the blogs go Godzilla News, <laughs> and they like re you know replicate that and uh, share the same thing over and They've over again. They've been really tight on that production, like yeah. more than most other movies lately. Like that one, I think that one in Star Trek have been the two tightest productions. I, I've even yeah. thought I about it. I have to, because Star Trek, I'm looking forward to it, and I like that I 
do don't not know, know anything what to about expect, it. and that's yeah. gonna make yeah. me because yeah. my biggest complaint with films, especially from the '90s and up, the trailers revealed too much. Everything. Like Terminator Two, if they didn't reveal about the switch off where Schwarzenegger's a good guy. That would have been a great scene. It would have made the movie much better. Yeah. yeah. And we know absolutely next to nothing about the new Godzilla And I love movie. that. I yeah. love that. Well, I would say I think it would benefit not only the the production or maybe the post-production, but the well, actually probably the production would be better, but I think it would benefit the entire film if they did something to release what the monster looked like. I mean... Pacific Rim trailer. I have a feeling you know, there's going to be a sneak I just really peek. don't think that... I know for a fact that the people that I've talked to do not want a repeat of the 98 movie where where uh, essentially they they hid, they kept all that stuff so close to the chest, their chest, that they didn't reveal what the monster looked like. And then when they finally did, everybody's just like, Blah, that's not cool looking. Well, I'm surprised we don't even, I mean, that was 98, you know, where yeah. we were all still on America Online and Comics yeah. or things. <laughs> Whereas, you know, everybody is so connected nowadays and we still don't have an idea. I mean, we've kind yeah. of got like that whatever, silhouette from the yeah. from the teaser. Yeah. Right. Or the possible like the molding of the, the new head, the bust of the new head, yeah. possibly that wasn't ever confirmed you or know, disconfirmed. The funny thing about those, uh, if if I may, <laughs> is that uh, the everything that we saw up until production actually started. What, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, look, this is supposed to be a the lot. new thing. Yeah. Or this yeah. there was could be the new thing. And it, it was a neat and, design, too. And if you look at the history, like, not the history, but if you look at uh, the origin of those items, they're all from, like, 2008, yeah. 2007. Like, none of this stuff has passed, you know, 2010 when right. they finally announced the movie. I seriously doubt. This is my, this is my, my take on it. I seriously doubt that legendary pictures would dip back as far as 2008 or 2007 or even further into some fans piece mm-hmm. and say hey we'd like to use that well, it's not impossible i did i did finish reading a book the other day it was like the greatest it's called the greatest sci-fi uh, movies that were never made really and it's this big long book about different productions that either made it all the way through such as the star trek and the superman franchise and and the whole debacle of batmans and things Along with a bunch of others that never quite made it, like some Philip K. Dick uh, stories and things that just never quite made it, or some okay. some Arthur Conan Doyle, and a lot of the the things they were talking about in that book is that pre-production stuff. They will a lot of studios will go back that far to see what they've got, really, and just you know, I'm not saying this is going to be the case with Godzilla, but right, right. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those production elements that. Cause, cause a lot of times what happens is they, they go into the studio meetings and be like, okay, we've got this, 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 and this. And the studio goes, no, it's going to be too expensive, but they still keep that stuff. Interesting. And they might, you know, it might be one of those scenarios where they just redid it all, but it's not uncommon for those studios to go back and, you know, find a box full of stuff that they found in an office that some writer had been working on a pre-production script 10 years ago. Oh, that's and, interesting. And cause just find one of, of the dudes that they were, that a blog post said like, oh, this could be the Godzilla design, right. which, in my opinion, looked very. It didn't look like a professional sculpture of of what Godzilla could it look like. Me of the Starks. This is the sort from, of the uh, one Game of Thrones, that, right? Oh, that yeah. one was cool too. Yeah. But this is the one I'm talking about. He almost had like it looked like he had almost like thorns on him. Yeah, of, yeah, that where one it was, was like pretty a full interesting. Sculpture. Yeah. 
I'm like, well, okay, so the deal is that that guy actually does some sculpture for the dude who sculpted that does some sculpture for legendary pictures in general terms, right. even though that came out in 2008. So that's an interesting well, And that's point. the thing. A lot of the things that that book tried to tell, like for the different stories of these different movie productions that either happened or didn't happen, was that they'll ask an artist in a production studio to say, give me a bust of such and such for this, yeah. this project just so we can take it to a meeting. Okay, cool. So I, you know, the precedent is there. Yeah. Well, I would actually say like that the bust that everybody saw yeah. that was just like sort of the head. That was pretty cool. It was, that was pretty neat. awesome. That was neat. And I would be okay with it if that was if that was the the final product at least that we get to see. Um, but yeah, I just I would I would love for them to actually release something to sort of let all of our collective butt cheeks you know <laughs> unclench <laughs> and like you know well, what, we it's go, not going to oh, be cool. released to what twenty fifteen. 2014. 2014. It's summer. like uh, May. So yeah, we'll, 2014. Maybe we'll get a trailer, a teaser by Christmas. Well, I'm what's, uh, saying by Pacific yeah. Rim, they'll do a teaser. You That's think what Julian was Because it's yeah. a Legendary Pictures movie, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they had the panels at SDCC. You... <sighs> well, see, here's the thing. At uh, at WonderCon happened already this year. That's mm-hmm. like having Star Trek, Star Wars trailers during the Star Trek premiere. That's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but... I don't know. It's the same company, It's the same it's, company, it's, it's the same yeah. company but same it's like... Genre. Mm, I don't know, man. Because you go to see uh, when we went to go see. I don't remember what the last. Well, we went to go see Iron Man to, today, and they and had there was, Superman they trailers. Had the Superman trailer. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I would just say that if they, it would be a good move if Pacific. Do Rim you think they're far enough along to have well? a teaser for it? Though? I think so. I, I, yeah, by now I'd lease something because all you really need is like. Ten shots of actors just, doing stuff, right? And, and then, then, then you just intercut the, it with the destruction black, and or the thing just goes boom, boom. yeah, yeah, you know, totally, yeah. <laughs> and then we're done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's all you need. And like, there's clearly just on the internet alone, there's clearly enough buildup of hype that people right. are excited for this thing. You know, I don't want to get off on on it too much, but uh, you know, when when Pacific Rim comes out in July, I would be very happy if there was some sort of teaser trailer. Just something, Even yeah. if it's just a teaser. 45 you know? seconds, I'll be happy with that. Totally. I'll watch it a hundred times. Even if it was, <laughs> yeah. Even if it was just a 30 second nothing, you know, just to get people excited. Just something with some, you know, monster stomping, some rumbling of the sub bass in the theater, and then a Godzilla scream. Yeah. Would be Dude, all I, that I would need. That, I went and they... saw Empire Strikes Back, with the special edition version yeah. in the theater, and there was the the teaser trailer for Godzilla where he's uh, they're showing the museum. Oh, yeah, with the, you know that was a the, great trailer yeah. too. And then the foot yep. comes down, yeah. and I was the <laughs> I was the only one in the theater that was like, yeah, yeah! no, I did <laughs> but, the whole chair, everything yep, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, I think that would be a lot different now. I think you if you saw that in the theater, I think a whole bunch of people would be yeah. excited about it. Yeah. Anyway, that was a long, long thing about this one. That it was one tiny news story. Uh, you will, I will link to that kind of stuff, but I don't want to spoil the whole production for my for myself and the listeners. So we are going to move on to the the final news item. Uh, you guys familiar with Kaiju Combat at all? Not. It's okay no. if you're not. Basically, uh, there's a guy, the guy who made the Godzilla games, uh-huh. uh, or he was on the team, the mm-hmm. development team for the Godzilla games, Israel Monsters Melee, Save the Earth, and Godzilla Unleashed. Simon Strange is is creating a new game called Kaiju Combat. It is a fighting game, just very similar to those games, but it's sort of uh sort of like Lego systems where you can you can say they'll release some monsters and that'll be 
Gen One, and then you can get add-ons and have a Gen Two version of it and stack them together so that you can end up fighting monsters from Gen One into Gen Two. Okay, I highly suggest you listen to the episode where I talk (laughs) Science Strange, but I I didn't, unfortunately. But it's a it's starting out anyway. It's it's this game called Kaiju Combat, and uh, basically, uh, well, they're they're starting off fresh, but then once if they can get money, they're going after licenses. Awesome. and they're going after they will they have a plan to go after multiple licenses cool um so i guess since since you guys haven't heard of it i will say if you if you're not familiar with kaiju combat they had a successful kickstarter to actually start the game so it is coming out like the very first generation of that game will come out they're developing it right now uh the reason i'm bringing it up is because e3 is coming up and they um have been submitted to Within, I don't know how many people there's a this pool is of, but Kaiju Combat could go to E3 to show their stuff and show the world like what they're doing. And um, there's this uh, thing called IndiesCrashE3.com where you can vote on games and game developers to go to E3 and talk about uh, talk about their games and what they're doing and hopefully generate some more support and some more interest in what they are uh, are going to be releasing. So. That is the final news item. I'm going to have a link in the show notes to the actual IndiesCrashE3.com website where you can vote for Kaiju Combat and hopefully get some more exposure for those guys because I'm really looking forward to that. Sounds like fun. Video games are great. Video games are great. And especially if they involve giant monsters uh, smashing yes. stuff. And the fact that the fact that Simon Strange developed those games yeah. so is a, a dude huge knows notch what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love those games. Those man. are a lot of fun. They to play. are great. So good. Uh, moving on, we have some events I wanted to talk about. Uh, most of these I'm going to, but the first one I'm not going to be going to. In Oakland on uh, May 12th, Mothra is going to be showing thanks to August Ragoni at the new Parkway. And uh, if you are interested or in the area, I'll have a link in the show notes to where that is. At the end of May, specifically Memorial Day weekend, Crypticon in Seattle is happening. I'll be there with Jeff. And uh, I believe Tiger and Lady Kyle will be there as well. But um, I'm going to be doing two panels. The first one is called uh, Kaiju Control Group, where I'm going to have a whole bunch of people talking about Godzilla movies and uh, their favorites and, you know, what they like about the series and so forth. That'll be a podcast. And then I've got another one called Kaiju. Uh, wait, is it called Toho Monsters on the Loose, where I'm going to talk about uh, all the movies from 54 up until 62 and uh, the significance therein. Of those films, I don't want to. I don't want to give too much of what I, of it away because, quite honestly, I haven't written that much of the. <laughs> well, the Seattle's closed. The Bolt Bus is cheap. I might even be there that weekend. That would be cool, dude. It's a really cool convention. Um, Crypticon. I'll have a link in the show notes to all of these. All of these things, of course. Uh, on the twenty second of June is Godzilla Night Two in San Leandro, California, where they're going to be showing Godzilla versus King Ghidra and Godzilla versus Mothra, both from the Heisei Ooh. series. Uh, and they're actually going to uh, pipe in Robert Scott Field, who played M11 via Skype. And uh, I'm going to be talking to some people down there and I'm uh, going to have a table again and I'll probably have some Kaiju Cast swag to get rid of at some point. And then uh, the big one, of course, is uh, is July 12th through the 14th. The 20th G-Fest is happening in Chicago, <sighs> That's Illinois. Amazing. And they've got Shinichi Wakasa. Uh, who is the suit builder from the Millennium series? Yeah. 
Tom Kitagawa, who played Godzilla in most of the Millennium Series movies. Uh, they've also got Fan Filmmaker, which is, I, I almost feel terrible saying Fan Filmmaker. Uh, Shizuo Nakajima is going to be there, and he created this thing called, uh, I think it's Godzilla vs. the Wolfman, and it's the best Godzilla fan film. It doesn't even look like a fan film. It looks real. And, uh, it's, in fact, if you've seen the images online, that for the longest time there was a, there was a rumor that this movie was a real thing that Toho didn't make. And it's, it's that good. It looks, it looks Toho worthy. Um, actually while I was in monster, while I was at monster Palooza, I, uh, met up with Mark Haramio. And I hope I said your name right, dude. Because uh, I've been like struggling with that internally for a long time. Uh, anyway, he showed me some of the footage from this stuff, and it's super cool. And so he's the, the filmmaker is actually being brought to GFest specifically to talk about this. Last year, I missed out on the presentation that Mark did, and this year, there's no way I'm not missing out on it. And hopefully, I'll be able to interview him as well. And uh, in addition to Shuzo Nakajima, Robert Scott Field will be in there in person at G-Fest. He's there every year. Always a nice guy. And, uh, dude, he translates for everybody, which is yeah. amazing. He does a lot of work uh, there at that show. And in, in addition to J.D. Lee is being there, Frank Woodward is going to be there. Frank Woodward, for you guys sitting here, did Men in Suits. Have you seen that documentary yet? No, I have not. I've been trying to see dude, that. Dude, uh, set up. We'll set up a time. We'll watch it over here because nice. it is awesome. I'd love Have to you see it. I believe that. Uh, I don't know if it was on Netflix, but it, somewhere that I streamed it online a little while ago. It's super good. It is very cool. Super good. Oh, very cool. Really cool. But Frank's going to be yeah. there. I just sent him an email today because I missed him. He was like, <laughs> unfortunately, he was like the only person that I was supposed to meet up with at Monster Palooza that somehow I missed. Uh, but I'm looking forward to hanging out with him at G-Fest and uh, having a couple of beers with him and basically talking about men in suits in person. We had we had them on the show as well a while ago. Anyway, those, uh, and of course, sorry. I, last but not least, we have uh, from the following weekend is San Diego Comic-Con, but that's so far away. I don't need to go in that. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks, yeah. thanks for letting me suck at trivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, you guys are more than welcome to come back and love be on the show Thank anytime. You. And, uh, of course, be here for Daikaiju discussions. If you found the KaijuCast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, make sure you point your web browsers to KaijuCast.com so you can experience everything that's awesome about this podcast. Uh, in addition to having all of the episodes available on the site, you can also, of course, uh, visit all of our cool pages there's not that many on there but basically we have our kaiju discussion list uh, an episode list where you can see everything at a glance that we've done uh and then there's links on the show notes or the show notes links on the sidebar to our facebook twitter tumblr youtube vimeo <laughs> pages all of these social networks so you're saying things. you have an yeah. internet presence i have an internet wow. presence and uh and also we've got our commentaries that we started doing I think we're about to record our next one pretty soon. Dude. Which is going to be a movie? lot of fun. Just let me know when. Uh, the next one is... <laughs> if it's already planned, that's fine. The next one's already on planned, one but um, I, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to say it right now. The next one is not going to be a kid-friendly one. It is going to be the first drunken commentary. Sweet. We're doing a commentary for the 1998 Godzilla movie. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be there for that. That's, Don't worry. That's fun. There will be 
there will be more drunken commentaries. <laughs> uh, but that's basically, I was like, we need to get another commentary in the in the can. And um, well, if we do, it takes so much time to like for me to research everything. I was like, we just need to do one. Are you so. doing a drinking game? So anytime you're disappointed in that film, you'll be hammered in the first ten minutes. <laughs> we are going to have a drinking game <laughs> involved. Right. If you ever do, oh, if you ever do one for Final Wars, count me in. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Uh, actually, if the listeners out there have a suggestion for the drinking game, go ahead and shoot me a message about that. Uh, on the website, there is a contact form which you can use to submit not only a question to me, which I probably will answer uh, months later because I've been so lame about that. We also have the ability to accept your Daikaiju discussion homework if you want to dis- uh, send that in for this month's film, which is Gator the Three-Headed Monster. Make sure you do that before the 23rd of the month, because I think that's the day we're going to be watching the film. So we got to have that homework in before so we can talk about it and share your thoughts, questions, and reviews for the for that episode. Uh, if you have not subscribed on iTunes, please do. Uh, if you don't use iTunes and you don't have a way to easily get your get the podcast onto your device, we're also on Stitcher. So please, uh, please check us out on that as well. Uh, there is something else I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting something. Uh, something I always forget. It is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, no, no, no. Uh, we do this thing every Monday now called Monster Music Mondays. If you guys didn't know about this, we stream, uh, stream music every, every Monday now, which is all kaiju music all the time for basically when I wake up in the morning to when I go to bed. Unless, of course, I forget to shut it off before I go to bed and then it <laughs> continues through the, <laughs> through the morning until I wake up again. But uh, that's Monster Music Mondays. That'll be streaming, not through KaijuCast, but uh, the links will be on the KaijuCast website, and you can go to that and uh, listen in and make your Monday a little bit more awesome. Uh, That is pretty much it for me. Uh, Once again, thank you, Julian. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Hola. And uh, I'll definitely looking forward to having you guys back on the show. We're going to close out this episode with a song from Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. Sweet. And this one's a little bit for Jeff, so hopefully he's listening out there in Monsterland. This is Call Happiness by the Peanuts. Jamata.